season six of Game of Thrones is over, but we're just getting started. Handing out the hardware at the third annual Throner Awards. And now, here are the co-hosts of Throner Awards. I'm Rob Cisprino. Here is Josh Wiggler. Josh, how are you? So the, the Throners, this is the Throners, this is the Throners, Throners, Throners. Throners. That's it. That's my song. That's the that's the standard that we're living up to this year at the Throners. Wow. Are we allowed to use the Star Wars theme for the Throners? Throne, 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 the Throners. I hope so. I keep doing it. Wow. What a medley. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. Yeah. It's a Star Wars theme. Star Wars is still really in right now. I know we're several months removed and several months away from the new Star Wars. Yes. But people still really like it. There's a new Star Trek coming out. That's right. I don't have anything to say about that right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we'll save all hot takes for the end of the show. But, Josh, uh, what an honor to be here uh, with this capacity crowd here at uh, the Throners Year 3. Oh, my yes. God. Yeah, listen to them go. Wow. That's great. Thank, no, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank all of you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys. It, no, it's great to be here. It's really fantastic. No, thank, thank you guys so much. Thank you. That's all right. Settle down. Settle down. Okay. All right. No, it's been, it's great. It's fantastic. We were at the Sept of Baylor one year ago today. Unfortunately, we had to change venues this year. Yes. Uh, the Sept of Baylor was no longer available due to an incident. Yes. Very nice to be able to uh, get Harren Hall on short notice. <laughs> I thought that we were going to be, uh, at one point, I thought we were going to have to podcast from DJ Sammy Slayer's dorm room in Old Town. <laughs> Yeah, uh, his dorm, his dorm room. Uh, so yeah, no, it's great that Harren Hall was uh, able to host us last minute. All right, but Josh, for the people who, who maybe this is their first Throners Award show, uh, could you just set the stage for people who uh, are listening to the podcast version and aren't with us here in the building? Sure. The Throners, this is our third annual Throner Awards. This is our podcast ceremony where we honor all of the great things and some of the terrible things that have happened in the preceding season of Game of Thrones. This year, we are honoring season six, a season that came and went way too fast. We hand out all sorts of awards like MVP awards. We hand out an award for the best battle scene. Wonder which one's going to get that award. Uh, best deaths, best, you know, best characters, best villains, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of shenanigans. We are emceed as always by DJ Sammy Slayer. This is his favorite thing of the year. So he is here with some hot tracks to drop on us. And that's basically it. These results have been decided by you guys. This was the biggest turnout that we've had yet for the Throners in terms of ballots and the shortest voting period that we've ever had. So that's very exciting stuff. Yeah. And best of all, all of the cast of Game of Thrones, the characters from Westeros uh, join us every year for this. We also get reports from what's going on at the different after-party locations across the Seven Kingdoms. So it really is a star-studded night. No, if you're really, you know, kind of like missing Game of Thrones right now, there's no new episodes or anything, you're missing your favorite characters, you want to know how they're interacting in their off-season, look no further, or listen no further, or listen a little bit further, in fact, uh, because they're all here in the building, and we will be checking in on all of them, and it'll be fantastic. Any other notes before we get to our first award? I know I heard over the weekend, uh, this past weekend, uh, you and Terry Schwartz did get to finally do the Season 6 wrap-up 
Game of Thrones book club. Yes, we were able to finish that up. That was fantastic. Terry's boyfriend, Mike, joined us at one point. He had not watched season six because he's an avid book fan (laughs) and didn't want season six to ruin his experience with the books. So he weighed in on that. That was kind of fun. Wow. (laughs) And Terry herself is just very angry about all sorts of stuff. Yes, the Mad Schwartz uh, is back. The Mad Schwartz is back. Okay. Uh, But this is going to be the happy Wiggler and the happy Rob because there's going to be a great Throners coming up. Yes, yes. Nobody can ruin our Throners. Even if it turns out as we uh, are worried about maybe wildfire uh, surrounding (laughs) us that even that still won't ruin our fun. Yeah, well, I'm a little nervous about it because we had hired some wildfire sniffing dogs to, you know, be part of our security team. Unfortunately, the dogs just started eating people uh we didn't realize that we had uh been handed over the dogs from uh, house bolton yeah and we so that's we hadn't so that's them, not good right. no they hadn't been fed in a while uh so maggie the dog uh had to be sent away and all of the other dogs as well all right so josh why don't you set up our first award of the evening All right, let's set up the first award of the evening. And this is the Burn Them With Fire Award for the season's least valuable player. Why not start off on, yes, yes, why not start off on a little bit of a down note? Just get the bad one out of the way first. And so this is the award for the person who sucked the most this season. That's always a fun one to hand out. Uh, Basically, every single character from Game of Thrones who is still alive and featured on season six, they are eligible for this award as well as the MVP award, which we will hand out later on. So to run down the entire list of nominees right now is just not something worth doing, I don't think. Do you have any uh, strong suspicions about how this one's going to play out, Rob? Well, I can talk this through. Obviously, you know uh, the outcome. You're holding the envelope in your hand. I'm the only person on the planet who knows, other than Sir Kurt of House Clark, the tabulator that rides. He is the one who helped us get our poll up for the Throners this year, so he also has the results. Which, big props to uh, Mad props. Sir Clark. Mad Queen props. (laughs) So I would have to say that, I mean, just going off of my own ballot, I do feel like that uh, DJ Sammy Slayer, to me, I think is probably the front runner for uh, this season's LVP. Why would you say that at the start of the Throners? We've been, we've been doing so well over the past few years. Our, our, uh, things have really been turning around for me. Why would you say that? <laughs> With all due respect to DJ Sammy Slayer, I I'm think that perhaps... Aria might have been in the conversation uh, wow, before Aria. a strong finish to the season. I know that Tyrion Lannister also was in the conversation, but I feel like that his connection with Danny going to Westeros, I think, uh, sort of helps him out. I think it's probably, I would go with Sam. Wow, Sam. Uh, where do you think the Sand Snakes place on this thing? I know the Sand Snakes were barely here this season, but people love to hate on the Sand Snakes. How How well do you think, do you think they represented this year? But they were barely on the show, so I think that right. there was not enough of them to hate, where I feel like that you need enough screen time for people to rally against you about how terrible it is, but not too much where your story has like a satisfying uh, conclusion or middle or any part of your being on the show in season six. Well, can I spoil something for you? Yeah. It's not the Sand Snakes. They did not win this award, but they're top three. Wow. <laughs> top top three, baby. Who knew? <laughs> People hate the sand snakes. There's just not a lot of love for those those sand snakes. No one likes them. Okay. 
Boy. Very disappointing. Wow. But here, here we go. Why don't we, let's, let's end the suspense. Here comes Lady Crane to take the stage. She is not the winner of this award, but she is going to sing a little ditty. As we know, she's a fantastic actress. Turns out she's a great singer as well. She is going to sing the results of this award. Let's take it away, Lady Crane. When it comes to the worst, there's no easy blowout. Even though we all know it's the wave, there's no doubt. Sadly, it's not the wave. Admir Tali is the winner, and that's the wave it is. All right, that's the wave it the is wave. not. <laughs> it is not the wave. It is Edmir Tully. Okay, but it's very confusing. Did the wave come in second? The wave came in second. The wave, <laughs> I think Lady Crane was really advocating pretty hard for the wave to be the LVP of the season. Personal reasons were involved in that. The Waif is the second place winner. Uh, Edmure Tully is the first place winner. The voters the very LVP. hard on Edmure Tully. I felt the same way. I saw these votes come in. I was like, Edmure Tully? LVP? You know, only by about 12 votes past the Waif. It was close. It was neck and neck between the Waif, Edmure Tully, and then the Sand Snakes weren't super far behind. I really, I figured the Waif would have, you know, run away with this one. Yeah, Wow, very close uh, vote. Does Edmure Tully have an acceptance speech? No, he is still locked away in a dungeon. Uh, I don't think that he is even aware that the Throners are going on. <laughs> Nothing for Edmure Tully. Uh, unfortunately, that is the waif it is. The waif is not in the house as well, so no acceptance speech from her unless she is incognito, in disguise. That is also a possibility. Did Sam rank in the top five? No, Sam did not oh my rank God, in the top five. I'm out on an five. island on Sam. So here are the, here's the top five. It's Edmure Tully at number one, uh, the Waif, then the Sand Snakes. And then I guess people just don't like the kids. Rickon, Stark, and Tommen were very high up there. Oh, people were horrible to Rickon. Yeah, very horrible to Rickon. I think people are still very upset he didn't zig or zag when he should have. Uh, people are really blaming him for that. So he was pretty high up there in the LVP category. All right. Uh, very. Tommen as well. Tom and right ahead of the highest barrel. All right. Well, then uh, let's move on to our next award of the yeah. night. You know, not for anything, by the way. Sam, this is part of the reason why Sam was really upset when you said that he was the front runner for LVP. Because I had told him ahead of time, just like to keep him calm. Like, you're not LVP, Sam. <laughs> uh, and then he hears that from you. And it is, you know, that's that's some BS, I would say. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. All right, here we go. This is the second category. Are you ready for the Night is Dark and Full of Terrors Award for Most Soul-Crushingly Awful Moment? The Night is Dark and Full of Terry? (laughs) Yes, that's right. That is correct. Uh, This is the award for just like, what was the most brutal thing to happen this season? What was just the biggest gut punch that is going to come your way this season on Game of Thrones? Let's vote on that. Here are the nominees. Ramsey Bolton kills Walda and her son from home. The reveal of Shaggy Dog's severed head from Oathbreaker. The hanging of the Night's Watch mutineers also from Oathbreaker. The Tarly family dinner from Blood (laughs) of My Blood. That was pretty brutal. (laughs) That was was very, very difficult. Hold the door from the door. Yes. Uh, John Snow and the Sea of Dead Bodies from Battle of the Bastards. John watches Rickon die in Battle of the Bastards. One One's defeat from Battle of the Bastards. 
The Hound's friends are killed in The Broken Man. Arya stabbed in the stomach in The Broken Man. The trial by wildfire from The Winds of Winter. Tommen's suicide from The Winds of Winter. Those are your nominees for the Night is Dark and Full of Terrors Award for Most Soul-Crushingly Awful Moment. You want to lay this one at Sam's feet as well, No, no. Sam going to dinner uh, is not the most soul-crushingly awful moment uh, for... The viewers, it might have been uh, maybe the most boring moment of the season. Low point. Low point. It, no souls were crushed. I got to feel like that the voters went with Hodor. I think that maybe Tommen jumping out the window is probably maybe very fresh in people's minds. But I do think that the Hodor moment had the most uh, emotional punch, a gut punch, for the viewers of Game of Thrones. I, I think that that's where the voters had to go. Early on in the season, when Ramsay Bolton fed Walda, Frey, and her newborn son to a pack of hungry dogs, I think that that would have been the runaway. Uh, at that point in time, that was just like one of the worst things that had ever happened on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would have been my bet early in the season. Not good, but I think that really that the connection we have with with young Willis, I think that we probably, uh, I'd have to say, Hodor, hold the door. All right. Well, DJ Sammy Slayer, why don't you play the announcement of this winning category? Hold the freaking door. Yeah. The hold the doors. Hold the freaking door. Hold the freaking door. Hold the freaking door. Hold the freaking door. All right. Hold the Doors announcing that Hold the Door is indeed the winner of the Night is Dark and Full of Terrors Award for Most Soul Crushing Round. Yes. Yeah, that track from Hold the Doors is great album, L.A. Red Woman. (laughs) Yeah, very good. Uh, Come on, uh, baby, light my song of ice and fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, All the hits. That was... Yeah, I think that there is really no contest there. I think the, that Hold the Door was a really, really brutal, deeply upsetting moment that was very clearly a front runner in that category and really ultimately not close. Uh, it was a blowout there. Uh, I think it's 74, if I'm looking at this, 74.72% of the vote in this category. The next highest was a 6.82%. That was Ramsey Bolton killing Waldefrey and her son, and then nothing really even comes close to that one. So yeah. those are really the two standout, soul-crushingly awful moments of the season. Yeah, no, makes a lot of sense. I think that that was the big emotional moment, I think, from the season in terms of that we couldn't believe what had happened. As far as like, oh my God, this beloved character has died. It was really brutal. I mean, I, I will never forget watching that for the first time and just being like, I can't believe that Hodor is gone and that they did it in this way. Uh, he felt like an untouchable character at the time. They took Hodor out. Pretty devastating stuff. I'll have you know that the Tarly family dinner it placed decently well. <laughs> yeah. The Hodor thing also was that, you know, there's so many different things that we speculated about during the season of, you think Cersei is going to burn down the city? You know, we talked about that for a couple of weeks before it happened, whereas the Hodor thing was just a, such a total blindside. Total blindside. Hashtag blindside. Uh, yeah, it was, it was completely unexpected. I think that there were people 
who over the years, there's a story of a fan encountering George R. R. Martin in an elevator and saying, I think I know what Hodor means. I think it means hold the door. And George R. R. Martin laughed and said, like, oh, you have no idea how close you are. Uh, in fact, it actually did mean exactly that. So there'd been some theories that had been kicked around throughout the years. Pretty amazing guess. I, I mean, how it's did... a good guess. <laughs> yeah. It's a good guess. Like someone must have Mr. Roboted George R. R. Martin's computer machine and just like yeah. knows all the spoilers. Right. Right. I wonder if maybe because uh, he was like in an elevator and uh, George R. R. Martin was like, hey, oh, you want me to hold door? I yeah, mean, could you uh, hold, hold the door? I, I mean, hold the door. Ooh, you slipped. Yeah. I know what it means now. <laughs> yeah. That's just like in George R. R. Martin's mind. He has just been hodoring all his life. All right, Josh, what's the next award up for grabs here at the Throners? All right, here we go. This one is going to be a real hard one to figure out who won this award. This is the Blackwater Award for Best Fight and or Battle Scene, Rob. This is going to be a very competitive, contentious category here at the third annual Throne. It always is. It always is. So let's just run down the list of nominees very quickly. The Sand Snakes take over Dorne in The Red Woman. Mm. Rien saves Sansa, also in The Red Woman. The Wildlings win back Castle Black in Home, the Tower of Joy in Oathbreaker, the White Walkers destroy the Three-Eyed Raven's Cave in The Door, Daenerys incinerates Kal Morrow in Book of Stranger, Arya Stark versus the Waif in No One, Jorah and Dario infiltrate Viastoth Rock in Book of the Stranger, the Mountain kills a Faith Militant in No One, mm-hmm. the Hound seeks vengeance in No One, the Mother of Dragons returns to Meereen in Battle of the Bastards, and the Battle of the Bastards in Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. Got to imagine this one is going to go to the Sand Snakes taking over <laughs> Dorne in the Red One. Yes, yes, it really did uh, stand the test of time. The only thing that I could see possibly upsetting that is the big battle from the Battle of the Bastards. Eh, it's just like kind of okay. Yeah, I mean, but that was a whole episode. It was a whole episode, so you think just for screen time purposes, it's going to it's going to win out over for here. screen time. The amount of people that were involved in it, I think that probably that's going to stand out. Also, closer to the end of the season than the Sand Snakes. All right, well, let's end the suspense. DJ Sammy Slayer, who won the Blackwater Award for Best Fight and or Battle Scene? There's no lyrics here, by the way, everybody. This is just uh, an instrumental track from Old Dirty Bastard to announce that the Old Dirty Battle of the Bastards is indeed the winner. Wow. How about that? Yes, I Unless you have any freestyle rap, if you have the skills of of a Sir Mike of House Bloom, Rob. I thought you were going to drop a beat on us. (laughs) No, I got nothing. (laughs) Yes, okay. Uh, this is about the uh, the cold hands rabbit. I I like it raw. <laughs> that's exactly that, right. That's his recipe. <laughs> yeah, I like it raw. All right, yeah, Battle of the Bastards won that one. I mean, honestly, we almost didn't even need to have this category this year. This was such a no-brainer. Such a blow. Battle of the Bastards, like, what could possibly go up against it? 84.46% of the vote. I'm almost shocked that it's not higher. Yeah, no, what were other people voting for? Uh, the Mother of Dragons returns to Meereen. That was a that was the second place with three point seven percent of the vote. Danny incinerating Kal Moro in Book of the Stranger. That was third. 
The Tower of Joy was fourth. I'm shocked that the Tower of Joy wasn't higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have probably put that at least at third. Uh, and the White Walkers destroying the Three-Eyed Raven's Cave was also in there. But really, none of those came anywhere even close to Battle of the Bastards with uh, very close to 85% of the vote. Uh, justifiably, that was an incredible, incredible scene and one that I don't think people are going to forget anytime soon. I mean, we're calling this the Blackwater Award because Blackwater was the most memorable battle sequence in Game of Thrones history for a long time. I think a few fights have come along the way to challenge that reputation. Yeah. And I think this is the big daddy in that. Well, maybe after it's all said and done, maybe at the all-time throne rewards, maybe Battle of the Bastards might even still be able to hold its own against the other Game of Thrones all-time fight scene. Yeah, I think so. I mean, when we have that cumulative uh, historical throners, just looking back at the entire series, I feel like Battle of the Bastards is still going to be a tough one to beat. Then again, what's exciting about where we are in Game of Thrones now is so many pieces are moving on the table to be in striking distance of one another. We could be, you know, very hopefully getting a Danny and her dragons versus White Walker scene some at some point in the next year or two. Uh, that's going to be competitive, you know, whenever we get to that. But for now, reigning champion is Battle of the Bastards. Where does it rank for you versus like Blackwater and Watchers on the Wall and Hard Home, Rob? I think I'd have to go back and rewatch just to, uh, how those other things uh, took place. I feel like that Hard Home is probably the most impressive of those other ones just for the actual like, you know, that we're fighting White Walkers in in those other battles where I feel like that uh, I, I enjoyed the episode maybe of Blackwater because I feel like of all of the moments that were going on in King's Landing with Cersei and Sansa. And I feel like all that stuff was really, really good in Tyrion and like uh, getting everybody ready to go into the battle. But I felt like the battle scenes themselves were sort of just like, you know, we were just like shooting wildfire at the ships from far away. There wasn't a ton of hand-to-hand combat towards the end, whereas the stuff in Hard Home was, uh, you know, a, a lot more of that. So I think it's really, you know, uh, take your pick between what was going on at Hard Home and the Battle of the Bastards. And I think that the Watchers on the Wall was uh, very good, but I feel like probably inferior to those other two. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think uh, I, I would put Watchers on the Wall in fourth of those four. That being said, all of them great. Riveting stuff. Very good. Splitting Very hairs. Good stuff. Splitting hairs. Uh, speaking of splitting hairs, that would be a curious way to die. But let us discuss all of the horrible deaths from season six. So much for the death. Fourth, for the fourth category of the evening, the Red Wedding Award for Excellence in Horrible Death. is an award that I believe the reigning champion is Arya Stark killing Marin Trant, uh, pulling a, a kill bill on Marin Trant, as we called it last year. Who is going to win this year? Would you like me to run down the nominees? Yes, please. Walda Frey and her child in Home. Walder Frey in The Winds of Winter. Marjorie Terrell in The Winds of Winter. 1-1 in The Battle of the Bastards. Tommen Baratheon in The Winds of Winter. The High Sparrow in The Winds of Winter, Rickon in Battle of the Bastards, Grand Maester Pycelle in The Winds of Winter, Roose Bolton in Home, Lady Crane in No One, Lancel Lannister in The Winds of Winter, The Mutineers in Oathbreaker, Osha in Book of the Stranger, Brother Ray in The Broken Man, The Waif in No One, The Dornish Massacre in The Red Woman, Leaf in The Door She Flew, 
The Three-Eyed Raven in The Door. Loris Terrell in The Winds of Winter. Hodor in The Door. Balon Greyjoy in Home. Mace Tyrell in The Winds of Winter. Kevin Lannister in The Winds of Winter. Summer in The Door. Bruce Bolton in Home. It's got to be Leaf, right? <laughs> yeah, she flew. <laughs> yes, yes. She blew up. She was uh, a beloved uh, child of the forest. Very much so. Very sad to see her go. Uh, she is not the winner of this category, I'm sorry to say. Oh, my God. So, All right, so many people died this season. Who do you think it was the most horrible demise for out of all of these contenders? See, I think that this could really be open to the interpretation of the voters because did they look at the Hodor thing as this was a horrible death at, in terms of how I'm reacting to it? Or are we looking for the most gruesome death? It has to be somebody that had their own standalone death. So I think that most of the people in the sept, I think that they're not going to be up for consideration. If I had to guess, I'll say Ramsey, but I wonder if people are going to say, no, that wasn't a horrible death. That was an amazing death. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know how the voters are going to go but with I this. It really could be was, anything. If that was the interpretation, that's not far away from how... Uh, voters voted last year with the Marin Trant thing. I think it wasn't like, oh, it's so horrible to lose Marin Trant. I think it was more like, oh, Arya, you are a badass. That was a badass thing that you just did. Yeah, that was at least a pretty unique death that Ramsey had. I'll, I'll go with the Bastard of Bolton. Okay, you're going to go with the Bastard of Bolton. Well, here we go. DJ Sammy Slayer is going to announce the winner uh, of this award. Let's hear DJ Sammy, who won the Excellence in Horrible Death Red Wedding Award. Oh, sweeping the awards. Sweeping it up. I'll take you to a place where you can be. Odor and the Blowfish. Everybody. I want you to hold the door the best that, the best that you can. All right. Yeah. Hodor and the Blowfish. They are taking yet another award. Hodor and the Blackfish. Hodor and the Blackfish, yeah. Acoustic rock duo, Hodor and the Blackfish. Mm -hmm. Yet another award for Hodor, and there is even a full category devoted to Hodor, so very likely at least three wins this night. uh, Just a great job by the lead singer of Hodor and the Blackfish. And the Blackfish. uh, Dario Rucker. He's really (laughs) incredible uh, musician. Yeah, well, you know, didn't have a lot going on after getting kicked out of the band by Daenerys. Uh, had to start his own group and was really just a big Hodor fan. So Yeah, very good. Very, very common misconception that that guy's name is Hodor. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Dario is not Hodor. Dario is everybody else but Hodor. Yeah. All right. Wow. So two awards already for a Hodor. What a night. Yeah. Real, real great night for Hodor. Uh, it was close. It was close against Ramsey and the Battle of the Bastards. Uh, Ramsey took 25% of the vote. Hodor took 34% mm. of the vote. And they were really the top two by hundreds of votes. Wow. Okay. I wonder how things would have fared for the Wildfire Gang if they had all been grouped together rather than as uh, separate individuals. Because people like Mace Tyrell, Kevin Lannister, they didn't score any votes. Nobody really cared about that. Uh, would that have made a difference if the Wildfire people were all in one shot? I think it would have made a difference, but I think it also would have been unfair. Would have been unfair because it's just like too many people. Too many people. Too many people. You got to break it up. And those are important characters who all you know are taken off the board in one 
fell swoop. Yeah. Marjorie, uh, I think, uh, was the biggest of those people. Yeah, I would say so. And she actually did score decently high. Uh, she got 3.45% of the vote to be our sixth highest vote getter in this category. Uh, actually, the fifth highest vote getter in this category. So people, people were sad about Marjorie. They didn't really care so much about anybody else. Right. Poor Marjorie. Poor Marjorie. We are still very upset about. Uh, but no, that's two for Hodor right now. Still a Hodor award coming up. We'll see how that shakes out. But great night for the actual DJ in the Game of Thrones cast, Christian Nairn. Right. What is coming up next, Josh? This is one of my favorites. This is the Two Swords Award for Best on-screen duo. So many great duos in the Game of Thrones every season. Every season of Game of Thrones has great duos. That's one of the great things about Game of Thrones. The two-hander scenes are always very, very fun. Uh, we don't call them that when we're talking about Jamie Lannister. Uh, but for all these other people, everybody else has two hands. So let's talk about the Two Sword Award nominees. Here they are. Brandon the Three-Eyed Raven, Brienne and Sansa, Cersei in the Mountain, Daenerys and Drogon, The Hound and Brother Ray, Jamie and Bronn, John and Sansa, Jorah and Dario, Theon and Yara, Tyrion and Varys, Tormund and Brienne, Yara and Daenerys, Daenerys and Tyrion, Sansa and Littlefinger, and Arya and Walder Frey. Those are your nominees for the best on-screen game. Mm, yeah. Well, a lot of star power in John and star Sansa, power. and yeah, and also Danny and Tyrion. That's a lot. Of, those are marquee names. You know, yeah. those are the headliners. But Danny, I think, is going to be spread a little thin between. I mean, she's nominated with three different people. Yeah, and a dragon to boot. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be very tricky. I feel like that uh, with the late push from Danny and Tyrion. I think they're going to steal some votes, but I do feel like that the voters do love the Starks. Yeah, so you're putting you're hanging your hat on the Starks. People also like the Yara and Danny thing, but I just think that there's she's splitting votes too many different ways. Plus there's the Drogon lover and crowd. And I will say I not to like tip the hand of anything, but the dragon vote turnout this year was big. There were a lot of dragons that voted at the Throners this year. Yeah, Tyrion and Varys didn't do enough stuff, and even the Tyrion fans have to split between Tyrion and Varys and Tyrion and Daenerys. So I'll go with John and Sansa. They're not splitting time with anybody else on the ballot. All right. So it was John and Sansa, and then your next closest was Danny and Tyrion, you were going to say. I think I'd probably say Yara and Danny. I think people really like that. Well, unless you're shipping John and Sansa, the sad news is this award did go to a more romantic bent. Uh, So it it is not John and Sansa, I am afraid to say. DJ Sammy Slayer, who is the young couple in love? that won the Two Swords Award for Best On-Screen Duo. Lady Brienne is looking at me Torment G There's nobody here It's just me and she It's where I want to be Never forget 
fermented sour goat's milk soap night. Oh my. Bad job. Bad job yeah. by the voters there. Uh, that's wow, a reach. thumbs down that's on Tormund and Brienne that's winning the best on screen duo. Yeah, the audience, uh, they're not thrilled either. Wow. Wow. I mean, could we give it an award for people that were actually on screen together? This was Tormund just and Brienne were super barely, on screen together. Barely. They had, well, what, did they have more than five lines spoken to each other the whole season? They didn't even really speak to each other so much as just like look at each other with these really loaded looks. Very intense exchanges between the two of them over that chicken dinner. Yeah. Uh, when, she, when Brienne rides into Castle Black. And Lady Brienne starts playing in the background while Tormund is falling in love. When they were leaving Castle Black and Tormund is giving her the lovelorn look, Brienne maybe not so into it. But yeah. it was it was a big it was a big thing for for fans of each character. Too fan fictiony. Really, really happy with that. No, no, bad Too job. Too fan for Would you. not even uh, be in my top five. <laughs> well, it's the winner uh, with twenty two percent of the vote. Second closest was Daenerys and Tyrion with 17% of the vote. Okay. Boy. So people people really like Tormund and Brienne. Hating on the Starks. Wow. Lots of hate on the Starks right now. Uh, that is disappointing for at least uh, Rob Sesternino. It is not Rob with two Bs, though. Yeah. Well, now you guys are making me hope that Brienne and Tormund don't even end up together. Now I'm going to wow. hope for Brienne to end up with Jamie. Why are you taking it out on them? Yeah. Why <laughs> Why are you taking it out on Tormund and Brienne? Why People can't are letting their imaginations happiness? run wild with this. Run wildly. Yes. <laughs> Brienne could do better than Tormund. I don't even like Tormund. It was in the script. They've yeah. all said this was in the script. I'm glad it translated to screen and people are liking it. Okay. So who knows? That could be a big storyline in season seven. All right. I think that was a reach. The <laughs> <laughs> reach. You disparaged the two swords reach. award. Voters. Yeah, all right. Well, next year we'll do better. We'll try better next yes, year. Yes, I side with the 78% of you guys that did not vote for this. <laughs> all right. Let's get into the next category. The Where in the Seven Hells Did You Come From Award for characters who decided to show up just in time. This is a modified version of a category that we have had in the past this category used to be called the Where in the Seven Hells Did You Go Award, but a lot of those people have decided to show up suddenly yes. this season. They just so showed up. They just showed up. Uh, so apologies to Gendry, who remains ineligible for any votes this year. Uh, just another slap in the face for that guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully he will show up in Danny's Armada at some point. All right. Well, here are the nominees for the Where in the Seven Hells Did You Come From Award for characters who decided to show up just in time. Brienne of Tarth saving Sansa in The Red Woman. Yes. Howland Reed saving Ned at the Tower of Joy in Oathbreaker. Mm-hmm. Benjen Stark saving Bran in Blood of My Blood. King Tommen saving the High Sparrow in Blood of My Blood. Daenerys saving Meereen in Battle of the Bastards. Littlefinger saving Jon Snow in Battle of the Bastards. Lyanna Stark revealed as Jon's mom just in time for the finale in The Winds of Winter. <laughs> and Barris suddenly back from his Dornish excursion in The Winds of Winter. Tricky. Tricky. Hmm. Tough category. Tough category. Could go anyway. I mean, the Littlefinger thing is pretty recent, but I think that I would go with the. Benjamin Stark cold hands because 
that was something that just uh, was really people excited to see Benjamin Stark come back. It came on the heels of the Hodor thing. People love the Hodor thing. So I'm going to go with Benjamin Stark. All right. We're going to go with Benjamin Stark and DJ Sammy Slayer. Who won the Where in the Seven Hells Did You Come From award for characters who decided to show up just in time? Well, I saw Starks. Wow, some Coldplay hands in the house. <laughs> yeah, I saw Starks. There you go. I'm Benjamin Stark. <laughs> it's Benjamin Stark. Benjamin Stark is the winner. Yes. And I saw Starks. All right, and the room is exploding at the sound of Coldplay hands making their Throner's debut right now. Everyone is very excited about that. Really. <laughs> really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so everybody's pumped up. We didn't yeah, know there was Martin be Lannister in the building. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting. Okay, so good job there uh, by uh, Coldplay Hands. Yeah, Coldplay Hands is a really good band. That is the song Starks off of their first album, Yellow. Yes. <laughs> you can buy it on iTunes, I'm sure. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it exists. So there you go. So uh, that is the Where in the Seven Hells Award uh, did you come from? Yeah, I mean, that feels pretty good. Again, if you were looking earlier in the season, I think that that Brienne moment when she shows up and saves Sansa. Rob, you and I watched the premiere live in Hollywood together before the season premiere, and that got a huge reaction in the room. So maybe that's some bias there, but I thought that that was going to be a front runner here. It ended up not being much of a front runner at all, unfortunately. Uh, it was really pretty much just Benjin out in front. 43.29% of the vote. Second closest was Littlefinger saving Jon Snow's army with 23.29% of the vote. Yeah, makes sense. And I mean, then people people thought it was really funny that Varys got back so fast, so he got 16% of the vote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people love that outside of Terry Schwartz. <laughs> She's not a fan of that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what is the next award tonight? All right, so the next award for this evening, this was introduced, this category, last year in honor of some questionable parenting choices that were made throughout Season 5. It returns for another appearance here in Season 6, the third annual Throners. This is the Ned and Cat Memorial Award for Parent of the Year. Okay, Parent of the Year. Parent of the Year. These are the nominees. Mm. Cersei Lannister, Daenerys Targaryen, the Children of the Forest, as we found out that they are the parents of the White Walkers. Yes. Edmure Tully, our boy, is already having a great night here at the Thunders. Jamie Lannister, Ned Stark, the Night King, Randall Tarley, Roose Bolton, and Lyanna Stark. Okay, boy. Parent of the Year for bad parenting. Kind of bizarre. It's not necessarily for bad parenting. You know, it's, again, user's interpretation, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Curious that Ned Stark is in the mix again for an award that is actually named after him. Yes, yeah, he's back. He's back. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I feel like that uh, Scandal Tarly made a very big <laughs> <laughs> impact on people. Yeah, if he doesn't win, will it be a Scandal Tarly? Will this be a Scandal? Yeah. Will this be a Scandal? I don't know. I would have to say either that or the Cersei thing is also pretty big on people's mind after the finale. I think that I would have said 
uh, Randall Scandal Tarly up until episode 10. And then I think that after the Winds of Winter, I think that Cersei has to walk away with some hardware. So you're you're assuming that people voted for the worst parent. You're not assuming that people voted for a strong parent, a solid parent, somebody who did some good stuff as a parent. So I, I'm not sure how the voters have gone in the past with this, but I think that Cersei has to be a really top of mind for people. All right. Well, Sammy Slayer, cue it up. Let's hear this track from our good friends who just showed up for this night. Simonica Edgar Funkel returning. Uh, making their Throner debut to announce the winner of this category, the Ned and Cat Memorial Award for Parent of the Year. Liana, Liana, na, 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 Liana, Liana, na, 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 Liana, na, na. All right, Liana Stark is the winner. Stretch. Swing and a miss for Sir Rob yes. on this one. I think Robert Week in this prediction. Yeah, people are probably just so excited about the R plus L equals J and uh, just got, you know, we have this award, uh, you know, a couple of weeks from now, maybe uh, people uh, vote the you right You think way. Liana Stark is no longer front of mind at this point? Yeah, I think so. What was the yeah. percentages on this? Liana Stark is the winner with 33.49% of the vote. The closest competitor is her brother, Ned. Who uh, had twenty one point twelve? People voted for good parents. Good parents. Okay. Yep. The right. Good parents won out this year. Cersei was third with thirteen point four one percent of the vote. Uh, I thought we were voting for the ironic parent of the year. Yeah, people were really thumbs down on the children of the forest. I think bad job on the children of the forest. Bad parenting on their part. They have really endangered the entire world through their bad parenting. Yeah, I think so. Bottom vote getter over there. We're halfway there, Josh. Halfway there, I wish I had some Bon Jovi uh, to to get us through on a prayer here. Uh, let's go into this next category. One of my favorites. It is the Red Viper Memorial Award for Best New Character. All right. Uh, always a fun one, named after the great Red Viper who arrived in season four in spectacular fashion and exited in even bigger fashion. Here are the nominees for this award. Okay. Brother Ray, Euron Greyjoy, Tal Moro, Lady Crane, presenter at the beginning of the Thunderstorm. Yeah. Liana Mormont, Randall Tarley, Scandal Tarley. Unfortunately, Dickon Tarley was not nominated. No. That's unfortunate. Small John Umber, The Three Eyed Raven, and Liana Stark, mm. winner of the most recent category. Right. Is she going to steal it this time as well? Kind of feel like could be could be a sweep. Could it be a back to back for Liana? Wow, that would be huge. Yeah, I feel like the that field is weak for the other. I feel like people did not love the Euron Greyjoy, and I think that the other people are not without their critics. Unless... I was disappointed with Euron Greyjoy as well, to mm. be honest. Yeah, Only two episodes for that guy. That was it. That's all we did. You know, it started off so well, and then I thought the King's Moot was a little weak. Uh, disappointing. Hopefully a turnaround in Season 7, but I agree. A little weak on the Euron Greyjoy. I can tell you that he is not the winner of this award. We yada yada the King's Moot. We yada yada the King's Moot. <laughs> or yara yara okay. it. As, we as yara like yara the King's Moot. Yeah, that's alright. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'll say it's Leanne. If she won the last award, I feel like she's a shoo-in for this one. Alright, here we go. Sammy Slayer, who won the Red Viper Memorial Award for Best New Character? Liana. Wow! 
I'm Monica and Garfunkel back in the house. Reprise, Liana Reprise. Yes. Great guess, Rob. Except you picked the, the wrong, wrong one. Liana. The wrong one. You know what? <laughs> it's an award for Liana Mormont, the lady of Bear Island. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally blew it. I totally blew it. Uh, it was a blowout. Yeah, it was eighty-five point three percent of the vote. Not even close. No one came even remotely close. <laughs> right, 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 right. Not even Liana Stark, mm-hmm. who's you know up until now having a pretty good night. Yeah, it was a uh, a good night to be a Liana. Great night to be a Liana. Liana Mormont winning the Red Viper Memorial Award for Best New Character. Uh, yeah, I mean, how could you even debate that? As There's she really n- no one, no one stood a chance. I mean, who's going to win this one? Lady Crane, with all due respect to Lady Crane. Uh, I don't think that Scandal Tarly is going to make a dent when Liana no. Mormont is on the board. There's really no one who could even compete. No, she's the best, and uh, she will go on to be the biggest star from Game of Thrones. Do you think so? She's going to be number one. <laughs> I think she's going to have a big career. People are going to uh, really embrace her and want to put I'm surprised she hasn't booked another show or movie that we've heard about since then. Well, that's probably because she's going to be like the main character of season seven of Game of Thrones. Yeah, they so need to really like have the do, time, yeah. do her contract over. She's going to hold out for more money at this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's asking for a big raise for the hypothetical season eight should Game of Thrones get that far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that they give her everything. The sun, the moon, the stars, everything she wants. More than $62 at the very least. Yes, I would hope so. All right, let's keep this show moving. Let's get in to the next category. The Tywin Lannister Memorial Award for Best Villain. I believe the reigning champion here is Ramsay Bolton, who won last year famously with some Cranberries music playing in the background. Everyone was very disgusted in that moment. Can Ramsay do it again? Here is who he is competing against. Alaria Sand and the Sand Snakes. Spoiler alert, they're not going to win this one. You're on Greyjoy, High Sparrow, Calmoro, Littlefinger, The Night King, Ramsay Bolton, The Waif, Cersei Lannister, The Mountain, and Maester Kyber. What do you think of the field? Is this the award that Cersei wins? I feel like that she has to get some sort of recognition coming out of Winds of Winter, and I wonder if this is going to be her spot. Like, if Lyanna Stark got the Winds of Winter bump for Parent of the Year, you think that Cersei would get the Winds of Winter bump here for Tywin Lannister Memorial Award for Best Villain? I think the voters are going to recognize her somewhere along the way. I don't know if Ramsay is going to uh, be more top of mind after the Battle of the Bastards, but that getting did his win, face eaten off. Right, that did win the Best Battle of the Year. So the Waif was the LVP. I don't think people are voting for her for best villain. So. Well, she should have been the LVP. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was Edmure okay. But I think that we can we could always say that it was the Waif. Yeah. The, the Waif was basically LVP. Yeah. So I would say I think it's going to be Cersei here. I could see people maybe going for uh, Night King after the Hodor thing. But I'm going to stick to Cersei. Sticking to my there guns. Is, there's one person on here that got zero votes. Who do you think that is? Kyle Morrow. Yeah, it's a good pick. No, no one cared about Kyle Morrow. Nobody How quickly cared. we forgot the Broth Rocky. Yeah, nobody cared about him. I remember when we went to the premiere and he like did the red carpet and, and uh, you're like, oh, there's this new Dothraki guy. But uh, he did not turn out to be a big factor 
No, not a big factor. All right, let's end. He had the, the top five baby moment, and that was. He about did it. have the top five baby. I liked the Broth Rocky thing. I thought yeah. that was good. Uh, all right, so no love for the Broth Rocky here in this category. Who is the winner of the Tywin Lannister Memorial Award for Best Villain? Sammy Slayer. Repeat win, back to back wins for Ramsey Bolton. All right, Ramsey Bolton shot Rick on Stark dead and then got fed to doggies, doggies, doggies. Ramsey Bolton, once again, the winner of the Tywin Lannister Memorial Award for Best Villain. If it makes you feel any better for Cersei, she was second place. It was Ramsey Bolton with the win with 46.71% of the vote and Cersei in a close second with 36.68% of the vote and no one else even close to that. Yeah, I think that Cersei maybe has some people who uh, aren't all saying she's a villain. And I think that Ramsey has nobody who's saying he's not a villain. Yeah, he does not have a hero's edit. Uh, that does not exist for Ramsey Bolton. That is not a thing. Uh, yeah, and I think also it's the last year that Ramsey can win mm-hmm. the Tywin Lannister Memorial Award right. for Best Villain, as is occasionally uh, tradition with award shows and podcasts. You win twice, and then you are just kind of a <laughs> legacy person. So Ramsey Bolton is going to be a legacy winner here at the at the uh, at the Throners <laughs> in this category. Is he also a member of Diamond Club? Also, the the That's House right. Diamond. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. That's exactly what he's a member of. All right. <laughs> so that's it for Ramsey. Uh, his face has been eaten off, but I think a nice consolation prize is a Throner Award to take home for his final year of eligibility at the Throners. Cersei, do you think Cersei has a shot next year? Depending on where things go, she's really set up here in Mad Queen mode at this point. We are looking down the home stretch of Game of Thrones or is it going to get competitive if, like, the Night King really steps up his game? Boy, it's going to be tricky. Also, with the shortened episode run, so we're expecting there to be a Season 7A and Season 7B of Game of Thrones. And if so, will we just be celebrating the Throners after Season 7A? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Unless we're going to you know, do a two-part Throners where we will only do like half of the normal categories in one year and then we'll do the rest of the award show the following year. No, we should do it all after each half or each half of season seven. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, I feel like Cersei is uh, definitely in the mix to to win something. For a surprise that she has uh, struck out so far tonight. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll see. You know? We'll see. We'll we'll see what she has maybe uh, along the way. Night's not over. The Night King is not over either. All right, let us get into this next one. This is the category that for weeks, for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, Rob, I have been waiting to see what the turnout will be of this award. I think the most competitive award of the evening, of the season, of maybe any Throners to date. This is the third annual Throners is category of the Hodor Award for Excellence in Hodor. Okay. All right. Here are the nominees. Hodor. Hold the door. Willis. Hodor? Hodor! 1-1. One, one. Now, those are the nominees. Very competitive, I think. 
A lot of Hodors to choose from. Are the Hodors going to split the vote? Willis is a new entry, as we found out that Hodor's real name is Willis. Hold the door. Hodor's very famous final last words. The very long Hodor is a returning champion from the first Throners, I believe. The very simple, classy Hodor could get some love here. But let us not forget, Rob, that 1-1 is currently the title holder here. 1-1 the Giant won won this award last year at the second annual Throners. This is very tricky. And 1-1 died this year. Mm. So there's, you know, there's sympathy points for Hodor and 1-1 the Giant here. And 1-1 the Giant hasn't split the votes at all. Does the audience recognize 1-1? To me, I think it's between Hold the Door and 1-1. Yeah. And it's such a slap in the face, though, to Hodor to give his award to 1-1 on the year that Hodor died. But also 1-1 died. But Hodor won two awards. And the audience has already recognized Hodor. I'll say it's a 1-1. Maybe a reprise of the 1-1 direction. Ooh, okay. Well, let's see. DJ Sammy, who is the winner of the Hodor Award for Excellence in Hodor? 1-1, Oh, my. 1-1 direction back in the house. Wow, <laughs> sucker punch ending. 1-1 wow. one, one Direction shows up just to say bye to 1-1 one, one and give the award over to hold the door. Wow, uh, a real uh, red wedding there. Yeah, that was really brutal. <laughs> Very difficult night for 1-1 one, one, the Giant, who is crying currently out of his one good eye. 1-1 one, one, the Giant scored the second least amount of votes here in this category. Oh, wow. After after being a real champion in this category in the second annual Throners, 1-1 the Giant only got 10.5% of the vote here, uh, beating only Hodor with three question marks, which got 2.82%. What was second? Second was the classic Hodor! Yeah. Followed by the very conventional Hodor, followed by Willis, followed by 1-1, followed by Hodor, and the winner with 40% of the vote is Hold the Door. Wow. Oh boy! Well, okay, I look. I said I thought it'd be one one or hold the door. So at least uh, I picked the right Hodor. Yeah, you pick Hodor number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Hodor number three. That's three wins for Hodor here at the Throners. Granted, things are in his favor because he has his own category. I wonder if this category will now be retired or if we will have a Hodor memorial in the future. But for now, Hodor reclaims the prize. Thanks to his return in season six, his epic sacrifice, his unforgettable demise, all of those things being honored here in the Hodor Award for Excellence in Hodor. Wow. Well, again, what a great job. Really uh, sort of a lifetime achievement award, I think, for Hodor tonight. Yeah, it's like when Chewbacca won uh, at the MTV Movie Awards all those (laughs) years ago. Just like that. It's kind of exactly like that. Uh, All right, let's get to our next category. Book Club Nerd Alert Award for Biggest Shock 
to readers. This is a category that is really uh, in honor of all of the great people who listen to Terry Schwartz and I do the book club this year and our very fabulous fill-in guest hosts, including Alex Kidwell, Jessica Lees, and the great Stephen Fishback. Book club was very fun this year. Entering season six was very scary because we didn't know how much was going to get spoiled from the books. Very famously, season six officially lapped George R.R. Martin, passed George R.R. Martin's pace in the books. He has not yet published The Winds of Winter, and the season six finale was called The Winds of Winter. Coincidence? Maybe. Who knows? Slap in the face? Perchance? Who really knows? But this was a category designed for what were the things that happened in season six that really blew the lid off for book readers that we were really floored by because we had not known about this stuff in the books yet, even if some of it was theorized. So here are the nominees in this category. The Dornish Massacre from Mm -hmm. The Red Woman. Bruce Bolton's Death from Home. Jon Snow's Resurrection from Home. Bran being at the Tower of Joy in Oathbreaker. Hodor's origin story in The Door. The White Walker origin story in The Door. The Hound's return in The Broken Man. Rickon's death in Battle of the Bastards. Ramsay's death in Battle of the Bastards. The trial by wildfire in The Winds of Winter. Cersei becomes queen in The Winds of Winter. Jon's mother revealed in The Winds of Winter. Frey Pies in The Winds of Winter. And Maester Kyburn pulls a Varys on Pycelle in The Winds of Winter. This is very tricky for me because I am not somebody who is well-versed in the book, so it's hard for me to tell exactly what the biggest surprise is. But I wonder you're if down, maybe... You're downplaying that knowledge. <laughs> I mean, you, you're, you're, you're through Feast for Crows. You are all about the theories on the YouTubes, Rob. Yeah. You're well-versed in this stuff. Uh, Josh, I would say I wonder maybe could this be the back door for Cersei to get in here with an award? Interesting. Talk it through. Well, could we get to either Cersei on the Iron Throne? Uh, that's got to be a big shock. Yeah. The wildfire thing, even though we started talking about it around the time that Bran had those visions, maybe that's it. I'm going to stick to my guns here. I'll, I'll go with, uh, with, with Cersei burning down King's Landing. Okay, and just to give some context for some of these other uh, nominees in the category, uh, the Frey Pies, that was very exciting. There are Frey Pies in the books, not served by Arya Stark, but if you read between the lines, it's clear that some Freys are being baked into pies, so people were very excited to see that. We know nothing about the White Walkers' origins. That is a complete shock. Hodor's origin story, that was completely for the show, although Mm -hmm. it's said that George R. R. Martin has been sitting on that for several, several years. Uh... The people in Dorne who got killed, that has not happened in the books. Uh, plenty of stuff. The Hound has not come back. Jon Snow has not been resurrected. R plus L equals J has been highly speculated but not confirmed in the books. So a lot there that you can chew on. But let's just get straight to it. Who is the winner, DJ Sammy Slayer, of the Book Club Nerd Alert Award for Biggest Shock to Readers? Ah, Sir Chase. I found out long ago Whoa, That the way to win the throne is just to hold the freaking door Oh my god door. Hold the freaking door Hold the freaking door 
welcome to the Throners, Sir Chase. Thank you for your presence here. And yeah, it is becoming a sweep for Hodor. Four awards for Hodor. Hodor's origin story is the winner here with 55.42% of the vote. Nothing comes even close. Boy, somebody hold the door for Hodor because he doesn't have any hands free with all his yeah. hardware. Yeah, this is going to real his hard homeware. This is really going to, I think, inflate Hodor's ego. He is such a nice, lovable, gentle guy, but I am a little worried that all of these wins are just going to get to his head. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder, yeah. boy. Hodor, you guys love him. You really love you him. like him. You really like him. It sounds to me like you are the luster on Hodor is is kind of dripping away for you. You know, it seems like you're really just not feeling the Hodor thing anymore. I mean, Hodor is great. Is he four throners great? I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we're not even done yet. No. He could he could be walk away as MVP of the season. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into that. That is our next category indeed. MVP award, the Sun and Stars award for the season's most valuable player, like the LVP award. Everybody is eligible here. Take your pick. Uh, so talk it through, Rob. Who do you think are the front runners here? Is this just a foregone conclusion that it's been such a great night for Hodor that Hodor's dream is not going to end here and he is just going to take home his fifth Throner award of the night? Boy, the MVP award, you, you know, you could go a lot of different ways. I think that Aria was too uneven in terms of, you know, the major players. Daenerys, I think that she had a very strong end to the season, but I feel like the stuff with the Dothraki in the beginning of the season uh, was not fantastic. Uh, Cersei, again, had that bump at the end of the season, but did she do enough in the first eight episodes to carry this award? Jamie was probably a little too uneven. And John, he was dead for the first two episodes of the season. Did he do enough along the way? Jon Snow, current reigning champion in this category, I will remind you. Mm, yeah, but I think that maybe it was coming off of that he died at the end of the last season. So maybe people felt like, okay, we have to give him an award because he died. And to me, I think if I had to go with somebody, I wonder if Sansa... Coming into her own this season, could she be the MVP? That would be great. I am a fansa, as we all know. J-Dog and S-Dog are friends for life. Yes. They're friends for life. Unfortunately, it's not Sansa. Sansa did did not win this, but she got second place. That's pretty good. She got 19% of the vote, uh, Sansa Stark, and the winner has 25% of the vote. So she was close. She was in the conversation for the first time in a very long time, you know, Sophie Turner at the start of this season said, this is going to be the year for Sansa Stark. How do you feel like that played out? Do you feel like this was the year for Sansa Stark? Well, I think that her transformation was complete where she was somebody who really started the season. I actually watched the uh, Game of Thrones uh, first episode recently, you know, and she's just a kid. like they're all kids. And she really came in a way as somebody who is like watching a man get his face ripped off by dogs and being like, ha good. So I think that she's really uh, come a long way, baby. And I think for her to be second place in this category when everybody from season six is nominated, that's not nothing. That's an achievement. She is not the winner. DJ Sammy Slayer, who is the winner of the Sun and Stars Award for the season's most valuable player? Oh, 
that Jon Snow's entrance music? Back to back? Oh, oh, come Plot on. twist. Hodor! 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 Ah, no, I'm just kidding. It's actually Jon Snow. Jon Snow! Uh. I John was Snow. ready. I was ready, Josh, too. <laughs> I was going to burn down the Throners. I was ready to burn them all uh, if it oh was going to be Hodor. You know what? Yeah. Hodor, he didn't even really do anything. <laughs> he held the door. He held the door, but people, it, it was it was great writing. <laughs> the acting wasn't that great. Wow. Stop. Now you're going too far. It was just a, it was a great twist. From the writers and George, uh-huh. and, and specifically from George R. R. Martin, uh huh. <laughs> like that, like oh, what a twist! Yeah, that was great. I mean, Hodor didn't do a, a ton there. I mean, he did like five scenes, maybe the whole uh-huh. season, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were great scenes, though. They were very good. But let's, I mean, we really. Uh, I was ready. I was ready to go nuts. I was ready. To, <laughs> I was ready to lose it. All right. So Hodor still stands at four awards, did not take home his fifth year for MVP. He was in the conversation to a degree. Uh, He is the fifth place finisher in this category. Ahead of him are Daenerys Targaryen, Lyanna Mormont, Sansa Stark, and our winner, Jon Snow. Okay. Yeah. Lyanna Mormont, that would have been uh, very silly also. That would have been fun. That would've, I, would've, I would have laughed at the outrage that would have ensued. But yeah, uh, and Jon Snow, look, uh, good season. W- w- was he the MVP of the season, though? I mean, Kit Harrington was really kind of terrific in Battle of the Bastards. Like the physicality of what sure. he had to do was really great. But I think that that really would be the moment that you're pinning it on for me. Otherwise, hard to see why he would be the MVP of the season. I like Sansa as a pick. I think Sansa would have been good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Or Cersei. Cersei, Cersei is being snubbed in a major way. <laughs> and I, so far. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. You do not want to piss her off. All right. Well, let's see if this is Cersei's moment here. <laughs> the Winter Comes Sooner Award for Season 7 storyline you are most excited to see. So this is all speculative stuff based on where the season ended. Which storylines are we excited most to be picked up on in Season 7 whenever Season 7 rolls into town? Here are the nominees. Rob's favorite, the Mad Queen Cersei and King's Landing. Daenerys reaches Westeros. The King in the North. Moron John's parents. Hey, Walker- why do you have to call John a moron? <laughs> I didn't mean to go. I didn't mean to. Uh, moron John's parents. Yeah. yeah. The White Walker War. The Starks reunite. Arya's Revenge Rampage, Littlefinger's Next Move, and Samwell in Old Town. Who do you think is going to win the Winter Come Sooner Award for Season 7 storyline you are most excited to see? I would have to say that even though I'm very excited about Cersei, I think that Daenerys getting to Westeros, I think, is going to be where the voters are going to go. I mean, that's something that's very earned, six seasons in the making. We've been waiting for her to show up. In Westeros, and I think that that's where the voters are going. And I, and I wonder if it's even close. All right. Let us hear it from DJ Sammy Slayer. Who is the winner of the Winter Comes Sooner Award? 
That was Danny's song uh, by Kenny Loggins. Wow. (laughs) Because you're right. Daenerys reaching Westeros is the winner, and it's not close. 38% of the vote. What happened? DJ Sammy Slayer didn't want to attempt that? No, he just figured, like, I've got a great track for this. I'm just going to drop that. Okay. I'm just going to put the real thing out there into the universe. What was the vote count? Uh, 38.10% of the vote for Daenerys. And then the closest after that was the Starks reuniting with 15.58% of the vote. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised it wasn't higher for Danny. Uh, so Danny reaching Westeros is the clear winner here. Cersei is kind of far down. She's like right in the middle here, uh, at number five. Uh, no one cares once again about DJ Sammy Slayer in Old Town. Shame. Lots of disrespect. Shame, shame, shame. Shame, shame for is, all of you voters. So, uh, do not piss off Cersei Lannis. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no love for Cersei. I'm like Kyber. Uh, yeah, that is, <laughs> you really I'm kind like of her are. only friend. No, you're Robert Week. <laughs> you're the man under the under the mask. Yes. That's me. <laughs> yeah. You're feeling very Kai burned on Cersei's behalf. Though. Yes, yes. And yeah. We're going to make, make you know, burn them all. All right. Yes. Cersei got Kai burned at the Throners. All right. Uh, all right. Here we go, Rob. We are at the final category of the evening. This is exciting. Yes, very exciting. And uh, it's really a, uh, I believe, a two-horse race here. But uh, let's, let's hear about the final category of the night. Final category of the night is the Win or Die Award for the season's best episode. Every episode from the season is eligible for this award. Obviously, just to recap the names of those episodes. Okay. The Red Woman, Home, Oathbreaker, Book of the Stranger, The Door, Blood of My Blood, The Broken Man, No One, Battle of the Bastards, and The Winds of Winter, and DJ Sammy Slayer asked me to tell everybody that he was very disappointed that Book of the Stranger did not win because he really wanted to sing The Stranger by Billy Joel. Hmm. <laughs> I would have liked that. Did he whistle? That would have been good. That would have been good. <laughs> not on the spot. Yeah. Not on the spot. So it really comes down to what did the audience prefer, The Battle of the Bastards or The Winds of Winter? No love for The Door? With Hodor just completely crushing the Throners so far, is the door off the table? I think it should be a solid third place for the door. Okay. And so you think it's between Battle of the Bastards and the Winds of Winter? I think the only thing that could save and salvage uh, this night for Cersei is a win here for the Winds of Winter. Because so much of what was great about that episode was uh, that opening uh, 20... 30 minutes if you ask Terry Schwartz of the episode. (laughs) Yeah, long, long sequence. Yeah, long sequence indeed. Where would you cast your vote, Rob? We've had some time to think about these episodes. We are a week removed from the winds of winter. For you, is there a favorite between those two episodes? Yes, winds of winter. Okay, why? 
because it was such a culmination of so many different things with that whole sequence with everything going on at the Sept and Cersei and Tommen and all that stuff. Plus, we have uh, the Tower of Joy and Danny setting sail for Westeros. There's just so many things in one episode. I think it's probably the most jam-packed episode. It doesn't have just one amazing set piece like so many of these great episodes that we talk about do. It's many different amazing things. Okay. All right. Well, here she comes to sing us off here at the Throners and announce this award. Liana has a music number that she would like to reveal to announce the winner of the Winter Die Award for the season's best episode. The best episode is Winds of Winter, the best season finale ever. Your boy Jon Snow was crowned the king in the north and he's also part Targaryen. And now that Danny's on the water, I hope she's left Essos forever. Cersei killed her foes with a wildfire. Well, everyone except Septa Brunella. All right. Yes. Well done. Well done, voters. No shame for the voters. They have crowned the winds of winter as the best episode of season six. Well done. Was it close? Was it close? Yeah. No, it wasn't close. Uh, It was 70.79% of the vote for the Winds of Winter with Battle of the Bastards coming in second, 22% of the vote. And as you predicted, the door coming in in a comfortable 5.78 third place finish. And nobody else was even close to those three. Okay. Single digit, single digit votes for the subsequent episodes. Blood of My Blood got zero votes. (laughs) No votes. Or blood of my blood. Yeah. Okay. So great job by Liana singing that one out. I yes. thought she did a really good job. Fantastic. <laughs> wow. What a night. Still a great night. Still a great Still night. Still a great, great night. night. Still a great Has night. Has a happy ending for Rob. Hodor doesn't sweep everything. But four awards for you feels like too much. Yeah. Still a great Knights of the Vale. <laughs> yes. Very great Night King here at the third <laughs> annual Throners. Very happy with how everything turned out. I think with the exception of, obviously, Hodor kicking butt and taking names in most of his categories, it feels like the love was spread out fairly evenly across the season. The Winds of Winter crushes in this final thing, but wasn't really representing too hard anywhere else. The North storyline is getting some love, with Jon and Sansa both being the top two contenders in the MVP category. Battle of the Bastards very rightfully wins the Battle Award in a very epic way. Hold the Door, I think you, you could be mad at Hodor if you'd like. I think the awards that Hold the Door won were justified. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like all of the proper four moments awards of Game of Thrones... were justified not, for Hodor? Maybe not four. Maybe not for the door. Uh, but that's what he got. He walked away with that. I feel like the season was well represented here at the Throners. All right. Just, I'm just saying more than Hodor happened this season. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Edmure Tully also happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joshua, what a night. What a night here at the third annual Throne Rewards. It was great. I had a fantastic time. DJ Sammy Slayer, as as with last year, is just in like a really zen, good place. Loving it in Old Town. So he's no not angry as drunk outburst. as the last two years? He's not. And like he's even gotten over like being made fun of a little bit at the start of the show here. So Sam is doing well. I think we will see DJ Sammy again when the Throners come back for round four next year. All right. Well, 
So exciting to be here again with you at the Throners. Josh, now that the Throners have uh, come and gone, what's up next for you this summer? What's coming up this summer? We've got some more Game of Thrones book club podcasts, hopefully happening sometime soon, potentially even this month after Comic-Con, if Terry Schwartz has it her way. Uh, we also have Mr. Robot podcasts that are going on very strong right now. The Mr. Season Robot two. rewatch is uh, yes. re- is really uh, coming to its own culmination as you guys approach the premiere of Mr. Robot Season 2. Very close to the end of Robot Road. Only two more episodes of that podcast to drop. And then we will also have a preview show heading into season two. And then regular season coverage is going to be on its way when Mr. Robot starts on July 13. So that's coming up. Also, Rob, we were winners of some awards ourselves or an award at least at the podcast awards post show recaps one for TV and film podcast. That was awesome. One of the things that we promised if we were to win that award is the return of the Lost Lives podcast. Unlike Benjamin Linus, I am a man of my word. So Lost Lives will live again later this summer. It is currently early July. Look for that to start late July. Uh, That is coming, and I'm very excited about what we are going to do with that podcast. All right. Can't wait for that and uh, much, much more all this summer here on Post Show Recaps. So make sure you subscribe to the Post Show Recaps podcast to not miss any of it. Go to postshowrecaps.com slash iTunes for the main Post Show Recaps feed or search for Post Show Recaps in your favorite podcatcher. Josh, do you have a hashtag for tonight? Ooh, uh, Coldplay Hands was fun. Coldplay like, Hands. Anything for Hodor? <laughs> I don't know. You, you would not want Hodor to sweep the hashtag as well. Uh, well, no, I feel like no it's, it is fitting. It is fitting. No door? <laughs> Yeah, four do- four doors. Four door. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hold hold the four. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh so what is it? Give me a make the call. That could be good. Hold the four is good. Hold the four for Hodor. Yeah. I like that. All right, so uh, thank you guys again so much for listening, uh, not just to this, but to our Game of Thrones coverage all season long. That Josh, uh, we started all this way back up here in this uh, room. It wasn't too hot, I don't think. I think it was like February, uh, or it was, no, it was April, right? When we, when, when, when I don't even remember. It's all a blur. It, all the time, like, uh, like Bran Stark, it's all merging together. Yes, yes. Hopping all over the place. <laughs> On the road to Westeros, and finally, we are here at the Throners. Well... The Throners have come. The Throners have gone. We will be back to another Throners sooner than we think, probably. Uh, it'll all go so fast. The long off season feels forever, but once you get back to Game of Thrones, everything just happens so quickly. So I'm looking forward to getting back there in hopefully a little less than a year from now. Yeah. Throners is coming. Just for remember. They always are. They always they are. Always are. All right. Always are. <laughs> Josh, uh, again, great job this season. Such a pleasure to talk with you about this show. Also, uh, all season long, all off season long, I'm sure that Josh will be bringing you updates at The Hollywood Reporter. You could read all that. THR.com slash Game of Thrones, right? And at Ron Howard on Twitter. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All of that is good. All right. Everybody, thanks so much for listening. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. Best episode is Winds of Winter, the best season finale ever. Your boy Jon Snow was crowned the king in the north, and he's also part Targaryen. And now that Danny's on the water, I hope she's left Essos forever. Cersei killed her foes with a wildfire, well everyone except Septa Unella. Ella, Ella, shame, 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 except Septa Unella. Ella, Ella, shame, 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 except Septa Unella. Ella, Ella, shame.
shame, shame, except septa unella, ella, ella, shame, 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 shame.